It's Football Friday here on the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. We're talking Penn State, Michigan, everything else on schedule to happen around the Big Ten, and of course, a look at the national scene around the top 25. I'm Ken McGuire. This is Locked On Nittany Lions. Let's go. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, man, I think I'm coming out of my turkey coma just in time to get ready for this weekend of college football. Of course, Thanksgiving, as far as I'm concerned, is a four-day holiday celebration because not only do you have Thanksgiving on Thursday, but you have second Thanksgiving on Friday. You've got those leftovers. You can have those hot turkey sandwiches. I don't know about you guys, but I filled myself to the limit on Thursday on Thanksgiving, went over to my sister's, uh, their first uh, holiday in their new house that they moved into in the past year. And I was looking forward to it because I know that my brother-in-law is a terrific cook, uh, had a fantastic turkey wrapped in bacon, by the way, and I've never had that before. Uh, I hope that it's not the last time I have it because it was fantastic. And the funny thing is I always fill myself up on Thanksgiving food, but I didn't even need a second plate to do that this year because I'm one of those people... I don't care if my food touches. I'm going to pile all of the helpings I can on the first go around because let's face it, I mean, there are so many different food selections to choose from that some people probably take the method of, you know, having a certain number of portions on their first go around. And then when it comes time for seconds, they'll make sure they hit the things that they missed along the way. Not me. I'm piling it all on top of my plate, on top of each other. I don't care if the potatoes are touching the mac and cheese, the broccoli casserole. I know some people say green bean casserole, but my family does the broccoli casserole and it's the only way I'll eat broccoli. And of course, you've got the turkey, turkey wrapped in bacon. Man, I, I just can't get over that. And of course, uh, I do this uh, cranberry crockpot meatball. So I pile everything onto my plate all at once. And, and they aren't extra large plates or anything. I It doesn't matter to me because I put it all on the plate at once. And my roll was kind of hanging off the edge for dear life. That's just the way it is on my plate on Thanksgiving. So hopefully you guys had a good holiday. Hopefully you guys had a good chance to celebrate whatever you may have done yesterday. Even if it was abnormal from what you typically expect on Thanksgiving, we all understand the situation we're all living in right now. And I'm not going to be here to criticize how you did celebrate Thanksgiving, how you didn't celebrate Thanksgiving. doesn't matter. The point is, I hope you got a chance to kind of be thankful for anything that you are thankful for in this very tough year, 2020. We all know uh, this has been a, a crazy year for so many different reasons, not to get into any political drama here or anything, but I do hope that 2021 brings us uh, a return to some normalcy. Hopefully we can get back on track doing some of the things that we are accustomed to, certainly around our holidays. And as far as Penn State football is concerned, hopefully 2021 is going to be a whole lot better than 2020. (laughs) I don't think I need to tell you guys that. This has not been a fun year, Uh, but we will get into this upcoming game against uh, the Michigan Wolverines in just a minute. Before we move any further, I usually get this away out of the way a little bit earlier in this podcast, but I want to make sure you guys are subscribed to this podcast on all of your favorite podcasting apps, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, whatever you use to listen to podcasts, whatever you're using right now to listen to us. I hope you will consider subscribing if you have not already. And of course, if you leave a rating interview, that really does help us out as we continue to try and grow the show and improve the show moving forward. We always want this to be something that you can come back to and look forward to coming back to no matter how things look on the football field for Penn State. We're going to be here to talk about it. We're going to kind of keep it lighthearted, look at some positives, not try to feed you any kind of forced narratives. But I do think that this is pretty refreshing for me and hopefully it is enjoyable for you as well. And I do thank everybody who has helped support this show 
uh, so far. If you weren't around yesterday, I know we had a podcast that was dropped on Thursday's episode. We talked to Big Ten, Big Ten Ben, otherwise known as Ben Stevens from the Locked On Big Ten podcast. But I wanted to make sure we had a podcast for you on Thursday. And now we go into our football Friday mode. It's actually been a couple of weeks since we've done this. I know we took a couple of Fridays off the last couple of weeks because things have been busy. Schedules have been kind of adjusted, whatever. Uh, but we are back today. And I'm looking forward to getting back into the football Friday rundown a little bit later in this episode. Of course, in our first segment, we're going to talk about this Penn State-Michigan game just a little more, give some final opinions on what to expect and uh, prediction for the game. I'm not really feeling all that great about it. And then, of course, in our second segment, we'll take a look at everything else happening around the Big Ten this coming weekend. And then in our final segment, we'll take a look at the rest of the college football world, uh, certainly as far as the top 25 is concerned. I don't know if we'll dig in a little bit deeper beyond that, but I do want to take a look at some of the games that are going on this weekend that we should be paying attention to. And of course, I will mention that there will be some games that are being played today uh, on Friday because this is the Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, there will be a couple games today. And keep in mind, this is always subject to change because the way the schedules have been canceled uh, on the fly this year, uh, some of the stuff may be outdated by the time this podcast is released, but such is life in 2020. And one last thing I should mention, you can also reach out to us on all of our social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch, all using the username LockedOnNittany. And don't forget, if you check us out on Twitch, we will be going live shortly after tomorrow's Penn State-Michigan game with our live post-game reaction stream. And the audio from that will be dropped as a podcast for you podcast subscribers uh, on Sunday. It'll probably be late Saturday, but you'll have it on Sunday at some point. So you get an extra podcast over the weekend if you are a subscriber. All right, all that stuff's out of the way. Let's go ahead and take a look at this coming weekend's game between Penn State and Michigan. And you know what? I'm going to keep this really brief because as far as this weekend's game between Penn State and Michigan is concerned, I can't really get all into it knowing the fact that Penn State is still without a win. Michigan has won two games this year, including last weekend's triple overtime victory at Rutgers. Both of these teams are pretty disappointing this year. There's no other way to say it, right? And we already know the problems that have been going on with Penn State. Earlier this week on the podcast, we had Isaiah Hole, the host of the Lockdown Wolverines, publisher over at Wolverines Wire on the USA Today Sports Media Group. And he kind of said a lot of the same things that Michigan's going through are pretty similar to what Penn State has been going through. A lot of youth players, uh, still some transitions, still trying to work out some of the kinks, trying to trying to get things up to par with where people feel like Michigan should be. And that's the same thing at Penn State. Obviously, Penn State has set the bar pretty high over the last few years. I know not high enough for everybody out there. Just calm down. But I do think that there's still a lot of room for improvement with these two programs. And the way things have been going for Penn State, it's very hard for me to predict that things are going to change dramatically this weekend that is going to allow for Penn State to come away with a victory. I'm just being honest with you because I can say that maybe this is the week that they get off to a good start finally. But why would I say that? There is no evidence. There is no indication that that is going to be possible for Penn State this weekend. Going on the road, taking on a Michigan team that... I think it's better than a two-win record would indicate, but I still feel as though going on the road, the way that Penn State has been playing this year, I don't care who the starting quarterback is going to be. I, I just don't see it happening. I, so I think we're in for the same old routine that we have seen week in and week out this season. Penn State's going to get off to a bad start. They'll come back in the second half. They'll be much more competitive. But how big is that hole going to be when they get into halftime? That's my biggest concern. So yeah, I do think that Penn State is probably going to lose this game. And I said it a few weeks ago. I think we should start really embracing the idea, or not really embracing, but accepting the idea that 
an 0-6 record is very possible for this Penn State team. And I again, you, you if you've heard me on the podcast at all this week, you know that I'm not a doom and gloom guy, but I really do feel as though if I'm reading the, the season so far, I don't see any reason to suggest that this is going to be the week where everything comes together on a shortened week, holiday week, whatever the case may be. They're on the road uh, against a Michigan team that has played them pretty hard, especially uh, the home field advantage in this series has been a pretty swinging factor and is gone Michigan's way much more often in Ann Arbor than not. So I, I think all the, the indications are there that Michigan is the, the winner this weekend. So I do think that Penn State's going to come home with an 0-6 record. However, after that, I think this season's going to end on a winning note. It's going to feel weird to suggest that Penn State ending the year with a couple of wins is going to be like a moral victory. But, you know, we'll kind of address that once we get to that point. But the bottom line is, I think Penn State comes home with a loss this weekend. I think it's going to be 27-23. So, there you go. I'm on record. <laughs> I wish I had a better prediction for you guys. But 27-23, I think, is the result we're looking at. And I think it's going to go Michigan's way. But let me know what your predictions are. Of course, you can reach out to us at any time on our Twitter account, at LockedOnNittany. Now, before we go any further, I want to make sure that you guys are preparing for the extended weekend or just another weekend of football. And you are finding your moments of relaxation. You're finding your ways to chill. What better way to chill than with the beer that is literally made to chill? And of course, that is Coors Light. Coors Light is cold lagered, it is cold filtered, and it is cold packaged. And let me tell you, there is nothing worse than sitting back and relaxing and having a lukewarm room temperature beer. You, that beer has to be cold. It has to be coming out of the fridge. It needs to be in that little cooler, the koozie that you have to keep it cool for an extended period of time. There's no better way to relax and chill out. Then with a nice cold Coors Light in one hand and the remote in the other hand, because odds are the way things have been going this year, you may want to change the channel. And also good news, if you are looking to fill up your fridge with a fresh supply of Coors Light, you don't even have to leave your house to do it. Now you can go to get.coorslight.com, load it up on your phone, load it up on your tablet, whatever the case may be. Go to get.coorslight.com and you can get find out how you can get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. And don't forget to celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Whatever happens with Penn State's game against the Michigan Wolverines this weekend, you know a couple of things. First, shortly after the game ends, we are going to go live on Twitch with a live post-game reaction stream. And that audio will be shared with you guys if you are a podcast subscriber. Also, on Monday, come back because we'll have some more time to let the results of this weekend's game settle in, and we'll react to it with a fresh face once again for you on Monday's edition of the podcast. We'll also start to take a look at the upcoming game coming up for Penn State. Next week, Penn State will be on the road one more time for their final road game of the year when they go to New Jersey to take on the Rutgers Scarlet Knights and Greg Schiano. Working on lining up a guest that can bring us some insight on Rutgers sometime next week. So stay tuned for that. But yes, on Monday will be our reaction podcast. So make sure you come back on Monday so you can hear everything that I have to say about this game between Penn State and Michigan. And of course, Penn State will be facing Michigan at 12 Eastern on ABC. I'm still kind of laughing at the idea that we have reached a point where the college football schedule is all so bizarre right now that 
ABC has decided that Penn State and Michigan, Penn State with an 0-5 record, Michigan with a 2-3 record, is worthy of, first of all, being on ABC at all. It doesn't even matter if it's a noon kickoff. This is very much a Big Ten Network, ESPN2 quality of game, considering the circumstances. But, hey, Penn State, Michigan, they're still big brand names, and sometimes that's going to carry a few more viewers. And, of course, it's going to be pretty interesting. Michigan is a two-point favorite, so it's not exactly like Michigan's going to run away with this game in the eyes of the odds makers. And that actually looks like a Penn State line as far as I'm concerned. Michigan only a two-point favorite. Very curious to see. I should have mentioned also that it will be very interesting to see who the starting quarterbacks are going to be for this game. We did talk a little bit about that in the last couple of episodes, but I will say I think Sean Clifford's going to be the quarterback. I have no real reason to suggest that other than the fact that James Franklin has been reluctant to change his quarterback until he's been really pressed to do so. And I think he obviously did that last week with Will Levis as a starter, but he ended up having to go back to Sean Clifford. So I would not be surprised if Sean Clifford is the starter or at least sees the majority of snaps with the offense this weekend. Still thinking that it ends up in a loss, but that's another case for a whole other conversation, which we already had. So we won't go back into that. Let's take a look at everything else happening around the Big Ten this weekend. And of course, just a quick reminder, this is always subject to change because I don't know at the time I'm recording this how many games could potentially be canceled. I don't believe any teams... In the Big Ten, I'm sorry, there was one game that was already canceled. We already knew about that. We talked about it earlier uh, in the podcast this week. Uh, Minnesota's game at Wisconsin. We actually talked a lot about that yesterday with uh, Ben Stevens from Locked on Big Ten. And this is important because Wisconsin now has been eliminated from contention for the Big Ten West Division. This is their third canceled game from their schedule this year. They're not going to hit the minimum number of games you need to play in order to qualify for the Big Ten Championship unless there is a massive wave of canceled games coming in the Big Ten's direction between now and the end of the season. The math just doesn't look like it's going to add up in Wisconsin's favor. What also doesn't add up in Wisconsin's favor is the fact that Northwestern now has the inside track to the Big Ten West. And they already had that before this game was canceled. They had the head-to-head tiebreaker with Wisconsin, with Iowa, with Purdue. So they've already lined up some very important head-to-head tiebreakers that could swing their way in any potential tiebreaking scenarios in that Big Ten West division. Northwestern is 5-0. They're on the road this weekend against Michigan State at 3.30 Eastern on ESPN2. A win against Michigan State just puts Northwestern that much closer to a return trip to Indianapolis for the Big Ten championship game two years after playing Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship game. So uh, we talked about this earlier this week on the podcast as well, but you know Northwestern is putting out the idea that a team like Penn State can bounce back from a really down year. And with some extenuating circumstances notwithstanding, I, I think that that Northwestern success that we're seeing this year should be a reminder that this is a weird year. Penn State has the ability to battle back and be a much more competitive team next year in 2021 let's just hope that things uh, are able to get more on track as far as offseason is concerned as far as going into the season is concerned but as for this year Northwestern has been having a pretty good year they're coming in at number eight in the initial rankings from the college football playoff selection committee still makes them an outsider as far as the college football playoff is concerned and odds are they still have to get by Ohio State in order to crack that top four at the end of the year and I'll be honest I don't really see that happening However, it's been a very good year for Pat Fitzgerald and Northwestern. I do think that that will continue this weekend 
against Michigan State. Well, let's backtrack. Let's start with the games in chronological order. We'll come back to uh, the Penn State-Michigan game real quick. But first, on today, Friday, 1 p.m. Eastern, Nebraska visiting number 24, Iowa. And I will note that the rankings I'm now referring to are the college football playoff rankings. That is how we will operate moving forward. Number 24, Iowa, of course, a couple weeks ago. Beat up Penn State pretty good in Happy Valley, 41 to 21. And now this week, or I'm sorry, last weekend, <laughs> feels like it was weekends ago, but uh, this week they're going to host that Nebraska team that a week after getting their win against Penn State, hanging on for that win against Penn State, they were just clobbered at home by Illinois. So Nebraska, not a very good team, and Penn State lost them. And Iowa is going to take it to Nebraska. Iowa loves playing Nebraska right now because they are so far and above where Nebraska wants to be right now. And Iowa just relishes in the misfortune of Nebraska. This is a pretty intense rivalry, at least as far as the Twitter uh, comments are concerned. I don't know if Iowa and Nebraska necessarily feel the same heat with this rivalry, but if you follow fans of Iowa and fans of Nebraska, they go back at it so much. It is a perfect rivalry, I think, for the Big Ten. And when Nebraska came into the Big Ten, obviously it looked like they were going to play Penn State every year. But Nebraska-Iowa is really where it's at. And that's been a lot of fun to watch. Maybe Nebraska will bounce back and even things up a little bit. But it's not going to happen this weekend. Iowa's going to run all over Nebraska at 1 p.m. today, Eastern. That game can be seen on Fox. Moving ahead to Saturday, and we'll breeze through these Big Ten games real quick, wrap up this segment, and then get to our top 25 rundown. Number four, Ohio State uh, visiting Illinois. And there was a time that I tried to force myself and talk myself into thinking that this could be the game. This could be the road game against a Big Ten West team that is certainly well below the radar that catches Ohio State by surprise. And Illinois did have that big win last week against Nebraska. Big for Illinois, I should say. And I just don't see it happening. I think I think if Ohio State had an easier game last week against Indiana, maybe that could be a case just to keep an eye on. But I do think the fact that Indiana kind of tested Ohio State much more than a lot of people were anticipating, I think that's a little bit of a wake-up call. So I fully expect that Ohio State's going to go on the road even there during this holiday week, and they're going to just smash Illinois. I, I don't think this is a contest. I think it is over very early on. I think Justin Fields is not going to have the kind of um, intercepting, interception heavy game that he had last week against Indiana. Ohio State rolls. They are now going to be on playoff mode the rest of the way, and I don't see anyone stopping them. So Ohio State all over Illinois as far as I'm concerned. They're 28-point favorite. I think they cover that easily. Also at noon Eastern on ESPN2, you can catch Maryland visiting number 12, Indiana. And again, Indiana's having a really good year. And they really showed something against Ohio State last week. And obviously a losing effort. But uh, I really like this Indiana team. I I know a lot of people are still bitter about what happened in the season upper with with Penn State and Indiana. But, you know, the more and more I watch Indiana this year, the more I'm starting to root for them. If I haven't already, uh, I don't have anything against Indiana. I, I really like a story like what they're going through right now. And I think that they are going to be uh, easily a victor here against the Maryland Terrapins. Maryland does have a quarterback, though. And I think an 11.5 point spread, I'd be tempted to go with Maryland here because I think Maryland's offense is going to be a little bit more of a, a threat here against Indiana. I don't know if Indiana is going to be able to shut them down. So I think this could be a high-scoring game. Could go back and forth. I think Indiana comes out on top. So those are the games that are being played at noon uh, opposite of Penn State Michigan. I already mentioned Northwestern and Michigan State. Uh, one other game that's being played in the Big Ten this weekend, Rutgers, 1-4. Keep an eye on this game because Greg Schiano has certainly been uh, known to throw out some tricks this year. And 
Rutgers is probably a pretty entertaining one and four team right now. Uh, you know, they don't necessarily have all the talent there. It's going to be a while before that is the case, but they are playing much better this year than they have in years past. And of course, that will be the next opponent for Penn State. It's going to be a dangerous game, too, the way that Penn State has been playing this year and the way that Rutgers has been playing. So you got to keep an eye out that. Uh, they are on the road at Purdue, and Purdue is offensively talented. They've got some of the best wide receivers in this Big Ten. Uh, Rondell Moore was able to finally get his season started. Uh, so that just makes them that much more dangerous. I do think that they have a pretty good day against Rutgers, but Rutgers is going to throw out some things that you're going to want to see. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. But I do think Purdue wins. So I think we go into next weekend's game with Penn State still looking for their first win against a 1-5 Rutgers team. I'll be very interested to see what the spread is on that game, should that be the situation. But yeah, I've got Purdue winning. I've got Northwestern. I've got Indiana. I've got Ohio State. I've got Iowa today. And of course, I have Michigan. Coming up in our final segment of today's show, we will take a quick look through the rest of the top 25 games. I'll probably skip some of the Friday games, but we'll just focus on what's happening on Saturday. But I'll mention the, some of those Friday games real quick. So stay tuned and make sure you're following us on Twitter at LockedOnNittany. All right, final segment of the show for today, Football Friday, and of course, for the week. And I thank you guys so much for tuning in throughout the week, whatever you may have been doing. Hopefully this podcast was giving you something to keep you entertained, informed, and just good background noise as well. So thank you guys so much for the support this week. Before we get into our top five, top 25 rundown, I just want to make a note of all the games that are canceled as of right now. So we're not going to mention them again. It'll begin with number seven, Cincinnati at Temple. I think both teams have had some issues with COVID-19, but I know Temple has been having a really tough year. Uh, that's you know unfortunate for Cincinnati not getting another chance to play, but I do think that Cincinnati's going to be an okay position as far as their bowl projections are concerned. Maybe playoff hopes, we'll see. But Cincinnati Temple will not be played. Uh, game in the Big 12 not being played. Oklahoma, number 11, at West Virginia. I was actually really looking forward to that game, but unfortunately that game will not be played. I already mentioned in our last segment, the Minnesota-Wisconsin game. Wisconsin at number 16. This game will not be played. And one last cancellation as of now, as far as top 25 teams is concerned, we have number 25, Tulsa, at 5-1 overall, 5-0 in the American Athletic Conference, will not play their road game at Houston. Houston's 3-3 overall, 3-2 in the AAC. Uh, tough break, for probably more so for Tulsa than anything else, uh, because Tulsa and Cincinnati are the top two teams in the American Athletic Conference right now probably on a path to playing in their conference championship game. Uh, so that's unfortunate for that conference. It's certainly uh, unfortunate for Tulsa and, of course, uh, for Cincinnati as they continue to try and make their own cases for New Year's Six inclusion uh, to the selection committee. You almost need every chance you get. But those are the games as of right now involving top 25 teams according to the college football playoff uh, selection committee's rankings. Those games will not be played. Again, we will see if any of these games are, or any more games are added to that list between now and Saturday afternoon. But let's go through a quick rundown of everything else that's happening around the top 25. Hit that music. Well, as I said, this will be a very quick rundown of everything happening around the top 25 this weekend in college football. And one last reminder, the rankings I'm referring to are the college football playoff selection committee rankings from this point moving forward. No more AP top 25, never a coach's poll. College football playoff, playoff selection committee rankings is what we will go by. 
Only one game involving top 25 teams today on Friday. You can catch it at high noon Eastern on ABC. Number 17, Texas hosting number 13, Iowa State. Texas is a very slight favorite here. I like the Longhorns. I think that this is one of those games where they kind of step up and show you the full potential of Texas. And it would just be nice if they could consistently play at that same kind of level. I know that's been very frustrating for Texas fans over the years. It sounds pretty similar to what happens with Michigan and uh, to some fans with what happens at Penn State. But Texas, I think, does get the win here against Iowa State. A big win for the Texas Longhorns as far as that's concerned. Well, we'll see how that shapes up in the Big 12 picture. Already mentioned Iowa-Nebraska in our last segment. Another game being played today, 3.30 p.m. This one's actually going to be a pretty good game if you get a chance to watch it on ABC. Number two, Notre Dame visiting number 19, North Carolina. Notre Dame, a five-and-a-half-point favorite. I like North Carolina a lot. I think this is a team that gives Notre Dame some problems. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I think it goes back and forth. I think the problem is, for North Carolina, their defense cannot be trusted. And I think Notre Dame will take advantage of that, especially in the second half. So I'd like Notre Dame to win this game. I like North Carolina to cover. And I certainly like the over in this game. The over-under at 68. So that, that does require a lot of points. Unfortunately, I think there will be a good number of points here. I think Notre Dame gets the, the over-under to hit late in the game. But I think North Carolina hangs on for a cover against the spread. So I like North Notre Dame to keep their playoff hopes looking pretty strong as that ACC picture is starting to come into view. Tonight, 7.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Number 15, Oregon, visiting Oregon State. Oregon has looked pretty good this season. I know they had a close call last week against UCLA. Maybe UCLA is better than I expected them to be, but I do think that Oregon is still going to be the team to beat in this Pac-12 conference. I don't see any reason why they're going to lose the Civil War to the Beavers. I do love the Oregon State turnover chainsaw, though, so I hope we get a chance to see that a couple times. Oregon is a 13.5-point favorite. I like them to cover down, or I guess not down, but in Corvallis. I don't really know the geography of Oregon very well, so I could be wrong if it's uh, down over north. I, I don't know. I don't care. I know that Oregon's going to win this game. Let's move ahead to Saturday. We already mentioned Ohio State and Illinois. Another game at noon Eastern on ESPN. Number six, Florida hosting Kentucky. Kentucky lost by 60 points to Alabama the last weekend. Florida is only a 25-point favorite, and I like Florida to cover that one with ease. I don't think there's anything in Kentucky that is going to stand the chance of giving Florida a serious challenge. I think Florida easily gets by Kentucky, easily covers that 25-point spread, moving to 7-1 overall. Looking very strong, like they're going to play in the SEC Championship game against the Alabama Crimson Tide later on. Another game at 12 Eastern on Fox. Number 23, Oklahoma State. Coming off a loss to Oklahoma, they will host Texas Tech. And this is a great rebound opportunity because Texas Tech is not a great team, certainly not defensively. I think Oklahoma State easily balances back an 11-point favorite. Take that and run with it for Oklahoma State. I think they easily cruise past Texas Tech, blowing them away. I know Oklahoma State's offense isn't all that great, but they're going to be looking pretty good against this Texas Tech team. Take Oklahoma State there for the win. I think Coastal Carolina, though, has been one of the, the great storylines that I've been following. If you haven't been following them yet, now is once again another good opportunity to do so. They're going to be on the road. They're going to be playing at Texas State. This should be a Coastal Carolina win. They are a 17-point favorite. Came off a big win last week against Appalachian State. I actually picked Appalachian State to win that game. I Outright. And I thought that going back to the well with Appalachian State, who has treated us very fairly the last couple of years against the spread, I thought they were going to pull it off. But uh, unfortunately for me, 
fortunately for Coastal Carolina, they were able to, the Chanteliers were able to pull away and not only win, but I think cover against the Mountaineers too. So Coastal Carolina has been a fun team to watch. Check them out if you get a chance. They're going to be on ESPN Plus at 3 o'clock on Eastern. Uh, 3 o'clock on Saturday, I should say. Also, 3.30 p.m., the Iron Bowl. Yeah, Alabama, Auburn. Alabama number one, Auburn number 22. No Nick Saban as of the time I'm recording this podcast because he has tested positive for COVID-19. And this does look a little bit different from the previous time when we were following Nick Saban and the positive test. Uh, because he was able to clear with a negative test before Alabama's game. I forget who they were playing that weekend. Might have been Georgia, if I'm mis- not mistaken. I-, I-, I don't remember who Alabama was playing, but uh, he was able to come back to that game. Does not look like that's going to be the case here. So uh, even without Nick Saban on the sidelines, Alabama should be in pretty firm hands. Steve Sarkeesian, I guess, is going to take on more of the workload as the the acting head coach or the the. the, the interim head coach, whatever the case may be, offensive coordinator is what he is. So it's a good opportunity for Steve Sarkeesian to impress some people. Uh, but Alabama, 24.5-point favorite against Auburn. I, I, I tend to understand that because Alabama has been blown away, everybody. They just won by 60 last week. Uh, I do think that this Auburn team, if you're going to give them 24.5 points, I'm going to take it. Uh, so I like Auburn with the cover. I like Alabama to win this game pretty big. But I think that Auburn sneaks in a way to get the cover against their rivals in Tuscaloosa. Another 3:30 game. Number three, Clemson hosting the Pitt Panthers. Pitt five and four overall, four and four in the ACC. Clemson a 24-point favorite. Take Clemson here. There is no way that this Pitt team is going to hang with Clemson. I think Clemson now, uh, you know, shortly removed from their loss to Notre Dame. This is a Clemson team that has had their eyes open. They're a little mad about what happened last week. They didn't get a chance to play their game at Florida State. If Dabo Sweeney doesn't have this team fired up to play this week, then I, I really don't know what he's been doing. He probably spent too much time ripping the folks in Tallahassee than preparing his team for this weekend's game. I don't think that that's going to be the case. I think that Clemson now knows that they cannot afford another loss. They cannot afford another shaky performance or relatively shaky performance. And they are going to be on a mission now from here until the end of the year. I think Clemson wins big against the Pitt Panthers. Other game at 3.30 p.m. Eastern on ABC, number 18, USC, hosting Colorado. As of now, this game looks like it's in some shaky territory as I'm recording this. It does look as though there's a pretty good chance this game may not be played. If it is played, though, expect USC to find a way to win this game in the fourth quarter and win this one closely because that's been the story of the year on the football field. But again, it doesn't look like this game is probably going to be played. We'll keep an eye out for that between now and uh, tomorrow. You know, This podcast is coming out Friday. We're going to find out whether or not this game is being played. And uh, we may find out that USC is not going to be able to play. It looks like Colorado may have a backup plan ready to go just in case. Uh, so I forget, I think it might have been San Diego State that Colorado may be able to play. So uh, we'll see. If Colorado is playing San Diego State, I like their chances of winning. If they're playing USC, I don't like them as much. Texas A&M, number five in the country, in a really good spot in the college football playoff rankings, hosting an LSU team that played better defensively last week but still has a long ways to go. So this is a big opportunity for Texas A&M. They know that they're on the doorstep of the college football playoff. They know that Notre Dame and Clemson, one of those teams is guaranteed to lose at least once between now and the end of the year. So if Texas A&M can win out, even without playing in the SEC championship game, because that will be Alabama's spot from the SEC West, Texas A&M is in a fantastic spot. They cannot afford to lose any ground. And I don't think they will. Not against this LSU team. <laughs> I've been covering LSU a little bit this year, and I don't see anything in LSU that's suggesting to me that they're going to go on the road, 
and come away with a win against a very good Texas A&M team. So I think Jimbo Fisher, Kellamon, they are on a mission right now. They know where the goal is. It's within reach. I don't think they're going to slip up this week. One final game involving a top 25 team. It'll be number nine, Georgia, visiting South Carolina. South Carolina is in the coaching transition phase right now. Will Muschamp has been removed as the head coach, so I don't know if that really means anything for the South Carolina team. I do know that Georgia is not the number nine team in the country as far as I'm concerned. Uh, we've had a lot of discussion about that this week, about their initial ranking in the college football playoff rankings. Uh, two losses, two, not two great losses either. Florida, Alabama both kind of handled them pretty thoroughly. And for a team that plays supposedly the best defense in the conference, it was not a great showing in the biggest spotlight opportunities. Fortunately for Georgia, there isn't a whole lot about South Carolina that I like offensively. Georgia is a 21 and a half point favorite. I like South Carolina with the cover here because I don't know if I trust Georgia enough. Although JT Daniels stepped in at quarterback for Georgia last week, had a pretty good debut as the starting quarterback for the, the Bulldogs. Was he a starter? I don't remember exactly, but either way, he had a good showing. And I, I think that that's what they were hoping for. So I can see 21 and a half as the explanation here for Georgia. I just don't know if I like it. So I, I think South Carolina finds a way to keep this game within three touchdowns. Uh, that's just been the kind of story. I mean, this Georgia team hasn't blown out everybody they've played this year, and I don't know if they'll blow out South Carolina either. They will get the win, don't get me wrong, but they will not do, look great in doing so. So it'll be interesting to see how the committee uh, bumps them up to number eight next week, basically. <laughs> All right, that's our Todd 25 rundown. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening throughout the week, even if you did so on Thanksgiving, or maybe you're catching up on the podcast today. Maybe you've got two or three episodes that you're catching up on today, and this is the final one. Thank you for hanging in there. Thank you for supporting the podcast with your subscriptions on your favorite podcasting apps and leaving those ratings and leaving those reviews. It really does help us moving forward as we continue to try and improve the show, grow the show, and just make it something you want to come back to and share with your friends and your family. So subscribe, rate, and review. Also, reach out to us on all of our social media platforms at Locked on Nittany on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch. Don't forget our Twitch live reaction stream shortly after Penn State's game against Michigan concludes. We will go live on our Twitch channel, so look for that. And, of course, we'll have the audio from that dropped in for you podcast subscribers sometime late Saturday night, early Sunday. You'll have it there over the weekend. I'm Ken McGuire. Thank you so much for bearing with me. Hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving week and are having a great weekend as well. If, you're, if you got the day off, fantastic. Get some Black Friday shopping done. Have fun with all that stuff. And of course, you can check me out on Twitter, at KevinOnCFB. Don't forget to check out my college football content on AthlonSports.com, and also check out my Patreon at Patreon.com slash KevinMcGuire. That's all for me today. That's all for me this week. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. We'll be back over the weekend with our live post-game reaction stream. And, of course, we'll be back on Monday with a full recap of everything that goes down this weekend for Penn State, around the Big Ten, and even around the rest of the college football world. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great day. I'll talk to you later. Bye.